resilience training is really topical right now. And many corporate clients have asked me, do I incorporate some element of resilience into the kind of coaching and training I do? It's hard not to because it's really topical at the moment. But there are specialists out there. And when someone asks me specifically for resilience training or resilience coaching, I don't offer that because that's someone else's skill set. And this is the skill set of today's guest, who is Alison Jarrett, based in San Antonio in Texas. And what's interesting is that Alison had a career before 2012 in the U.S. Air Force. In fact, the U.S. Air Force experience is really what prompted her to begin her journey in bringing the resilience lessons into working with her clients. And I always find this interesting. What prompts people to choose a specific area for their you know, business, whether you're a coach or a facilitator or a trainer? And Allison's area is resilience. But what's really interesting is that she works with other trainers in a collective, that's my word, not Allison's, and it's called Ali LLC, what that means is that when something is asked of Alison, for example, or one of her colleagues that she doesn't do, then that's given to someone else in the collective. And I think this is a very interesting way, a very interesting business model, in fact. And it's something you might want to think about. Are there other trainers, coaches, facilitators, consultants that you could work with, perhaps under a brand, even temporarily? And if something comes in that's not your area, but it's something that falls under their skill set, that's something you can come to some arrangement with. And this is really, really interesting. And this is something you're going to get from today's episode. This is the Training Business Podcast. Hey, and welcome to the trainingbusiness.com podcast. Every week, we bring you exciting news and interviews with training business experts and training business entrepreneurs from around the world. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. Here's your host, Mark Garrett Hayes. Hey, I'm Mark. Welcome to the show. Every single Thursday without fail, we've got an episode to help you wherever you are on your journey as a coach, as a trainer, as a facilitator, as a consultant. This is the world of learning and development, and it's the business side of things that I talk to you about every week. Either it's just myself or I'm fortunate to have great guests on the show, and I've had plenty over the last four years of podcasting. And you'll find all episodes past, present, and future on your podcast platform of choice, whether it's Apple, Stitcher, Spotify. If this is your first time here, welcome. This is the show for people who are thinking of or are currently in the business of making money from what they know and sell it in the form of workshops, programs, retreats, etc., etc. So I'd love you to subscribe to the show if you've not yet done that, because there's, this is a cost-free uh, experience. It costs you nothing to subscribe, but it, but it really means a lot to me and the team, Sam and James and Joe, and myself, of course, because we work hard every single week without fail to bring you an episode to help you wherever you are on your training business journey. Alison, hi. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Where are you speaking to me today from? I'm actually in San Antonio, Texas. And how would you describe yourself to your paying clients? I describe myself as someone who's been through many life events. <laughs> and so resilience has been something that I've leaned on in pretty much everything that I do. So I would like to when I meet with my clients, what I like to tell them is, let's see how we can make resilience work for you um, in reaching your goals. Right. So you're a resilience trainer by definition. 
Yes. So the question I like to ask people who are experts who package up what they know and make a living from selling it to paying clients, what got you into this business of being an expert in your area, resilience specifically? So I'm retired Air Force. And one of the areas that we looked at while I was active duty was resilience and how we could help people get through the day-to-day process um, and use resilience to be able to get to where they needed to be. So I really, that's where I got mostly involved with it. And I've been doing this since 2012 um, for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And then I actually have things that have gone on within my own life. Um, I'm a parent, I'm a mother of three special needs kids. And that was something that, you know, um, really highlighted the resilience piece for me, the things that I had to use within resilience to get me to where I needed to be. So, and I noticed that a lot of people, especially working adults, we don't normally ask for help like we need to, we kind of take on everything. And so I thought this was something that needed to be kind of looked at, you know, evaluated, researched a little bit more on how we can lean our, on our resilience to keep us from burning out or falling flat when we need to be productive. I've had multiple people from uh, the armed forces on the podcast who've gone on to become experts in an area like leadership or resilience mm-hmm. in your case, Allison. Um, and I guess that's a tough area to come from because the demands on someone in the armed forces, the services can be quite onerous. And then of course, adding to that being a parent as well. What was the moment for you that made you feel, you know what, I I have enough information now or enough experience to actually take what I know and to package it or deliver some kind of paid program or paid keynotes or something to a paying audience? When I started seeing myself just kind of talking to people and really um, you know, engaging in other workshops, um, kind of co-leading things with other people, that's when I thought, you know what, this is something that I think we would need to package up, create a workshop for and get it out there to the masses and the audiences. And so the Alley LLC, those are um, my co-partners. They're actually coaches as well. And so we all coach on different things. We just, we really started building our curriculum and, you know, kind of getting it out there. Um, One of the areas that we worked with was a healthcare organization and they, um, they got so much out of it. It just helped with their team building and they work remote. So we, you know, we talked about resilience and working remote. You know, you're never, when you work remote, sometimes from home, you're constantly working. (laughs) And so we, you know, we discussed those areas um, and just different things that they could do to, to stay engaged and not feel that, that burnout or that flame out. Um, And that's kind of where I thought, you know, this is something that we need to kind of get out there for other people. So. What was it like getting your first paid client where you realized uh, I'm now not just giving advice or uh, talking or sharing my opinion. I'm actually charging for my message here. I'm an expert in this area. Um, it's a good feeling. <laughs> That's the first thing. Um, but it also really, it, it made me want to, you know, hone in more on my craft because you are getting paid for it. And it just, it made me feel like this is a good way to have someone else kind of pay it forward. So they're getting the service from me, but in the long run, they could actually probably help somebody else out that may need this information as well. Mm -hmm. 
and speaking of resilience, there must have been times when you think, um, how am I going to market myself, get my my next client, or how do I know what the market needs? What were any of those milestones, big ones for you, where you realize, you know, um, I need to do some more work on my branding or my core message and find out who my market is and where I get high paying clients from? That was a big thing for um, myself and my group. We actually um, hired someone who came in and kind of did a marketing class with us. And we started really working on our research, you know, doing different polls, um, sending out different surveys, things of that nature. So we could kind of really collect and build the data that we needed to um, continue with our program. And we're still kind of, you know, doing some of that now just to, you know, tweak and, and kind of perfect our program a little bit more. But that that is a that's a big deal. Marketing is definitely something that I would advise most people who are coaching, consulting to really look at. And if you have to hire someone, you know, I would invest in myself um, to get my program going out there and marketed well. Have you one or more programs? Right now we have a signature program, but we're working on um developing like a leadership matrix type program. So we're, we're working on a few things right now as well. And who is the we? So I work with Ali LLC. And so that is, it's four women <laughs> that work together. Um, we actually have two who are from England. Um, and then another, another uh, woman who works with us as well. And we're all coaches, consultants. Um, we have various other backgrounds. You know, one of us is a RN, I'm retired military, and then two project managers. Okay. What what do the project managers do? I'm being very nosy, I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, they um they basically do coaching coaching and consulting as well. So they do their own, they have their own paid coaching clients um, and then do just speaking engagements, mm-hmm. um, things of that nature. So uh, with Project Management Institute with PMI. Gotcha. Okay, so it sounds like you're a diverse group of people, but you collaborate in a in the like a collective. Yes, mm-hmm. and, and so you, we all yeah. on. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. We all focus on different areas, um, and so mine is resilience and strategic uh, visioning with burnout um, and flame out, and then we do health and well being, authentic leadership as well. So it sounds like you are independents, but you can you can and do collaborate as a collective so that uh, each of you has a different strength or core area to offer the marketplace. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So if a, a lead comes in, let's say for, uh, let's say leadership, that's not your area, but if it comes in for resilience, that's you. And if it's a leadership lead that you get, you pass it on to the person that deals with leadership. Correct. Yes. Brilliant. Okay. Do you take a cut of that uh, <laughs> lead or is this really a collective in the sense that uh, you're all pooling and sharing whatever comes in? Yeah, right now it's a collective. Um, mm-hmm. Because what we do is if something were to come in for authentic leadership, somehow we could probably tie a little bit of resilience in with that. So we try to, you know, work together as right. much as possible. So, yes. So you want to share your tips today for the audience. Uh, what's your first tip then? So some of the tips that I have, the, ma- the number one tip <laughs> I would say is definitely be your, your number one fan and be authentic in what it is that you're doing. Um, we have a tendency to kind of, you know, fall out of who we are trying to get to a certain goal. So I would say do whatever you can try to keep your authenticity and surround yourself with people who know who you are 
and can kind of call you out on that if need be. <laughs> and how does resilience tie into that then in terms of, um, let's say someone listening to this says, I'm going through a tough time right now. Um, I want to generate more leads. It's August. I'm coming into September now without enough business. How, how does resilience help someone who is a self-employed consultant, trainer, coach, facilitator, and is struggling with that mindset of resilience? So resilience, I would say in a situation like that, like I said, just making sure you are, you know who you are and what you can give in that moment and what you can't give in that moment. Um, a lot of times we want to kind of take things on ourselves without any help. And sometimes you need help. You know, I think it's really looking at what you have going on and kind of making your checklist. You know, what am I missing? What am I not seeing? Um, we, we can fall into the woe is me before we even really look at what we have going on and what we need. So I think just being very strong in that element, asking for help if you need help. You know, most of us who are in coaching and consulting, we probably have friends in other areas that can assist us in what we do. So making sure that we do that, um, I think is a big deal, especially when it comes to resilience and not when you see yourself getting ready to flame out or burn out, take a pause, <laughs> take a moment and just kind of reflect on what you're doing. You know, take a day to just pamper yourself or do whatever it is that you do that makes you feel good and then jump back in. I'm wondering about, um, the the wisdom of the collective idea. Are there particular reasons why you decided to work as part of a collective or a group of people, other trainers, coaches, consultants, rather than on your own? For me, um, I learn something every day. And I think working with as a collective can help help you with your blind spots. There may th be things yeah. about yourself that you don't see <laughs> and, and just learning from one another, you know, they've, they've, like I said, I, I just retired from the air force. So it's only been a little bit over a year. So really that's, that's what I know, you know? And so coming into a different community and environment, finding mentorship, finding people who have done this for a while and kind of listening to their stories. Like when you hit a roadblock, how did that make you feel? And we actually uplift each other because there's some times where they're just like, you know, they may hit a roadblock and we call each other and we kind of coach each other, you know, through a situation. So for me, it's been beneficial. Um, and then, you know, as I grow within what I'm doing, I may look at other avenues, but mm -hmm. um, the collective works for me right now. How did you find each other? I'm curious. Um, so like I said, I did resiliency training in the Air Force. And one of the modules that we actually did was um, character strengths. So I don't know if you've heard of character strengths. And it's I through have, an organization. Yeah. yeah. So it's through an organization called BIA, which is, it stands for values and action. And I just reached out to them. I'm a risk taker. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to reach out. That's another thing. Be, be okay with taking risk. <laughs> um, and so I reached out and then I got... Um, Ruth Pierce, she actually is one of the ambassadors for them. She reached back out to me and we just started, we built our friendship from there. And I've learned so much from her. And so um, she has a book called Project Motivator. And so we just started working on different things together. And that's kind of how the collective came about. <laughs> so that's the what the VIA Institute, right? 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I, came across, I think I did that questionnaire a number of years ago. Yeah. Um, so on that basis, you, you've networked with people. Is there a, have you agreed with your group of people that this is the number of people in the group and no more coming in? Or have you, uh, are um, you looking for more people? We haven't established that. That's something that I actually probably could bring up and then, um, you know, get an answer back to you. Um, but right now it's just the four of us and it's been the four of us for um, a little while. So, yeah. but that's, that's a good question. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I've, I've talked to other people, other trainers who are actually tired. Maybe it's because of remote uh, work during mm-hmm. COVID. Many people I think are, to use your phrase, burned out and flamed out because they've been working from home, a kitchen table. They're mm-hmm. missing this human communication. So maybe there's lots of value for trainers, consultants, coaches listening to this and thinking, maybe I could find other people who are not doing exactly what I'm doing. We're, we're experts. We're subject matter experts. We sell what we know in the form of workshops, programs, online, offline. But maybe there are people doing things that I'm not doing that could complement what I'm doing. And if something comes in, then I can give that to them if it's for them. Or you know, we come to some agreement as to how that works. But if something yeah. comes in that's not my area, we have an agreement. And I guess... Um, Allison, you've got this written down somewhere that, you know, if something comes in in this area, then it's her, or if it's this, it's me. And if it's this, it's something else, it's someone else. Um, But I'm sure there's lots of people who are thinking this is a fantastic idea, Allison, because I'm, I'm lonely. And a lot of people have said this to me in the training business as, as travelers, consultants, we're often on the road. And if we're not, Mm -hmm. we're at home. We don't really often have that chance to network with other people in the same world of consulting because a lot of consultants feel by virtue of what they do, what we do, we're on our own. But is that's not true, is it? No, that's not true. I mean, even what you're doing is something that can help connect people. And I think that's something, you know, you brought it up about being remote, you know, working from home, that's a burnout right there because you you're not separating home and work, you know, and then just having people that you can bounce ideas off of and and things of that nature. I think that's very important um, when it comes to individual growth. And so, yeah, I mean, you just talking already is making me thinking like, oh, we should try and do like a coaching consultant conference. <laughs> yeah. You know, and bring people in and, and meet one another. And yeah. And has your collective got a name, your your group a name? I think you, you mentioned Yeah, so mm-hmm, it's Allie LLC. So A-L-L-E. A-L-L-E. LLC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the alley stands for a lever long enough. Um, oh, sorry, what does it stand for? <laughs> a lever long enough. A lever long enough. Okay. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and we have our website. You can just Google Alley LLC and it'll pull up our website and everything and some of the services okay. that we offer. So, yeah. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, final question for me then. What does the future of Alley LLC look like? Have you particular milestones in in mind for the next couple of years as to where you want to bring that uh, brand? We do. So what we like to do is continue working with different organizations, but also we're trying to build a um, curriculum for coaches as well. Um, Something that they would get um, PME credits for and things like that. So that's kind of what we're working on now. We're really doing our curriculum building. Um, I have a couple of 
businesses that want to work with us. So really getting into kind of pulling in the psychology piece of it, but really working on what it is that they are looking for and then developing a training for them. It's our training, but adding the pieces of their company and what they need. So a lot of market research right now and curriculum building. Um, but we do have our signature program. It's a character strength signature program. So if anyone's interested in that, that's something that we're doing currently. So, so t- two more questions for me briefly. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned PME. Uh, can you just define that for listeners again? Um, so that's just the professional, um, professional development credits. So it might be something called different other places, but yeah. So we're working on that or CEUs. I'm sorry. Um, so professional credit for that. And then what's the other question? Yeah. The question then is, um, where would you like me to direct listeners to this interview today? Where would you like me to send them? Which links apart from LLC.com? Um, can I send you the links? You can indeed. I'll happily add those to the show notes over at trainingbusiness.com. Absolutely. Oh, perfect. Okay. Alison, thank you so much for being my guest today on the show. And uh, as I said, um, I will provide all links that uh, were mentioned today by me or by Alison over at trainingbusiness.com and, of course, on your podcast platform of choice. Alison, thank you so much for being my guest again on the show. Thank you. Have a great day. My sincere thanks to Alison for being my guest today on the show. This is the Training Business Podcast one more time. Please check out trainingbusiness.com for more information and, of course, episodes of the podcast past, present, and future. You'll find all episodes on your podcast platform of choice. Please subscribe if, you, if you've not yet done so. And please tell other people about the show because this is, of course, a pleasure. I love helping people. I love listening to people and sharing what I find out from people with you. And this is why I'd love you to come back again next Thursday, because of course there is an episode of the podcast helping you on your journey, whether you're a coach or a facilitator or a trainer and wherever you are in that journey. But until next Thursday, when I know you'll be back for more, please sharing, please keep caring, please keep training. It's a privilege to do what we do. See you next week. Bye for now. once more for listening to this episode of the trainingbusiness.com podcast. See you next time.